Do you remember when Ben said your body is a wonder wall? All right. Oh, welcome to the Doggos Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Special guest, yes, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> give, us your, give us your best Joe Rogan. <laughs> You ever smoke pot? <laughs> you know, it's crazy because the CIA, if you think about it, they actually do work for Saddam Hussein. If you really trace back the lineage of J. Edgar Hoover, uh, his wife ended up sleeping with, um, you know, a well-known purveyor of a local convenience store who has deep ties to, uh, to some terrorist organizations. And you never know. You never know. I'll, I'll look into it, bro. Look into it, bro. Joe Rogan's either telling people to look into it and he's like, no way. (laughs) This is is the first I've heard of this. This this is crazy. This this is wow. That's crazy. (laughs) Oh, Brendan, you got the face down, Brendan, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. He's always like squinting a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He always has like these sayings, like when he's talking about people, he's like, dude, that guy, different breed, different kind, different kind of human. Different kind. Dude, archery. Archery is a different kind of sport. You know, there's, there's, there's nothing, you know, hitting a bag is great, you know, and, and playing football is all good, but oh, man, just killing something. Oh, man. That's, it's just different. It's just different. Bro, archery is actually pretty, it's kind of built different. Ar- archery Bro, it is, is definitely built different. Bro, Everdeen, power, should we power rank our favorite archers, Bro? Robin Hood, one, 100% premier S tier. Absolutely. Okay, okay, facts, facts. Uh, bro, the girl from Brave. Uh, oh, that's her name. She the worst, was a pretty the fire wor- archery. Bro. The worst Pixar movie, but it's got that chick, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> is she, is she um, Scottish or Irish in that movie? Scottish. Ah, uh, then we can go like C tier or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> if it was Irish, was it going to be a, an yeah. easy S? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, probably A tier, you know. I don't want to do. I don't want to do Robin Hood injustice like that, bro. I watched the uh, OG Robin Hood movie a while ago, and that shit is so lit. Like, is that? Wait, are you talking about Robin Hood Men in Tights, or is it something different? It's. I think we might have talked about it on the podcast before, but it's literally from like the forties, I think. Okay. No, Robin Hood Men in Tights is not the uh, Robin Hood <laughs> uh, Prince of Thieves. I think or uh, is the one is like the first one. Yeah. Was Robin yeah, Hood a thing before it? then? Like, was Robin Hood an old folktale, or was it just like a? Oh movie? yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin I'm Hood pretty sure it was. It, it actually originally started as a um, commission-free trading app, and then someone really thought, like, what if I stole a bunch of stuff from rich people and then gave it to poor people, and he just took the name from there, and it's just sort of evolved <laughs> since then. That's actually where, like, you know, the movie comes from as well. Yeah, what if what if we fucked over Wall Street? Why not? <laughs> When I was a young kid growing up in you, or what, what do you, in the Czech Republic, what, what, where did Vlad grow up? Oh, Vlad. Is he like Ukrainian yeah. or something like that? Yeah, yeah. It's just funny because they would ask him like, so did you guys like halt the trading of GameStop? And you'd be like, growing up as a child in Ukraine, I, I often thought about what I would do with my life. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Honestly, though, like he handled it better than like Mark Zuckerberg handles like his, uh, his uh, interviews, Mark Zuckerberg. I actually, I don't know. Mark Zuckerberg does a pretty good job too. Dude, he, Mark Zuckerberg's I mean, not a human. No, he's not. No, absolutely not. 
he's the only reason I believe in the reptile people theory. I'm being honest. <laughs> like, I, I hear that theory, and I'm just like, that's complete horseshit. But then I see like Mark Zuckerberg, and I'm like, okay, maybe we're maybe we're on something here. Maybe we got it. <laughs> I would love to see honest. Elon Musk get called into Congress for just something. Like, I don't know what. I guess like, oh, bro, if he got like called into Congress for like manipulating cryptocurrencies. That would be insane. <laughs> Bro, it's not too far. From, I mean, that is the truth of what is happening, but I mean, I, I could see it. It's weird because it's like technically what he's doing is not illegal, but like if it was anything on the stock market, I feel like it would be illegal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, the, the, there's there's a sanctioning body that's made rules. You know, there's no there's no like crypto equivalent of the SEC. So, uh, I mean, it's like the Wild West. I mean, which is also what it was intended to be it was never supposed to have a governing body in general um but yeah bitcoin took like a huge dive today but that just means like i don't know i think long term it's a good bet yeah plus like when it dips like this it's a good opportunity to buy more i I feel i feel like uh the thing about crypto is since it's so inherently volatile like it should be expected to go down very low again but if you're a hodler, you know, like the, the dips don't worry you because you just know that eventually crypto will be the main state currency, especially once the U.S. dollar goes into hyperinflation. You know? <laughs> I mean, I don't know about a main, I don't know about the main state currency, but I would not be surprised if cryptocurrency was like, like if traveler checks or like calling your credit card company to say you're traveling wasn't a thing anymore. Like you just had like Bitcoin and that, that was like the international currency and uh, it might not even be Bitcoin because Bitcoin is kind of clunky and stuff, but just because Bitcoin is like the gold standard of all cryptocurrencies, if if one cryptocurrency does well, then Bitcoin is going to do well reflecting that as well. So it's it's a good bet. Totally. I, I feel like I feel like there are other like currencies out there. Like I know Ethereum is really popular and I know Ethereum has another, like the people who made Ethereum made another cryptocurrency that's supposed to be like Ethereum, but better. Uh, Ethereum 2.0. It's literally called Ethereum 2.0. Are you for real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so original. Yeah. Um, just because, like, the one thing that is interesting to me about the difference between, like, Bitcoin and some of the other cryptos is that, like, all of them operate off of the blockchain, which is kind of, like, a very new phenomenon, like, that didn't exist before Bitcoin. And... I think that's fascinating. But the thing is, like, in order for the blockchain to work, people need to mine crypto. Like, they just need to be running servers, which are verifying blocks and, like, doing hash functions and, like, basically, like, collecting Bitcoin whenever they actually, like, authenticate a transaction block. Uh, But the thing is, every single time the number of Bitcoin in the ecosystem hits a certain threshold, the amount of Bitcoin that you get as a reward for approving a block is cut in half. And that geometric function means that eventually, if you just keep splitting it in half, the reward, every single time you reach the threshold, eventually the actual reward that you get for mining Bitcoin will be zero. And people will have to rely on transaction fees in order to actually get paid for mining. And I just feel like if you disincentivize people to mine, then you will have less miners. And if you have less miners, the blockchain kind of falls apart because the only way that the blockchain works is if you have a lot of people mining, like basically operating servers that are authenticating 
blocks within the chain. So it's just like, I don't, I don't see how people will just continue mining Bitcoin if there's no reward for mining Bitcoin in the future. But we'll, well, we'll there, there's a, there's a limited supply of Bitcoin. So like, you're like, people aren't going to be able to mine Bitcoin forever and ever. And just, you know, expect more Bitcoin to appear. Like there is a certain cap. I don't know exactly what it is off the top of my head, but it's like, uh, it, it's, it's an obscene number, but it's not infinite. Um, and so I think, I think uh, once that number is reached, I think also like supply and demand, like takes into effect, like all the Bitcoin that's ever, like, think about this. If we set like all the gold that's ever, that's ever going to exist is right here. Like we have to price it right now. Like imagine doing that, like essentially with, you know, with Bitcoin, with gold, it's different. Cause you know, we, we, we can, uh, you know, prospect and say, Hey, we might, we might find a reserve here. We might find a mountain of gold here, but you know, Bitcoin, they already said, this is all we're making. Like this is, this is all it is. Um, and I think as far as like operating servers, like I think it'll become like in companies interest to operate servers. Like anytime, like anytime there's a wealth store, anytime there's a option to make money, people will make money. Like and you, if you start accepting Bitcoin and that supply and demand function starts taking like place, like, Bitcoin supply is static, so d demand will only go up, you know? Or no, not only go up, but because supply is static, you know, it, it pushes on demand. I think, I think the world, once we get to a point where we've introduced all the Bitcoin into our ecosystem that will ever exist, it'll be very interesting to see. It'll be just very interesting because those, it'll be corporations, that are kind of already is corporations that are doing the mining. Um, They'll either continue mining Bitcoin or, you know, participating in the blockchain and just collecting transaction fees, or they'll just switch over to a new crypto where they can actually be like rewarded more for their mining. And the thing is, like, if no one's mining Bitcoin, then you can't actually use Bitcoin because like the mining is what makes it work. So it's just like, it's going to be, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like transaction fees might not be enough incentive for people to just continuously run their servers. Mm, no, yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting, like for sure. Right, we should press pause real quick um, because I just realized that we did, we're not joined by Joe Rogan today, unfortunately, but even better, like fuck Joe Rogan. We got our good friend, Jacob. Uh, he's, just a, he's, our, he's a guest star this week. Joe Rogan 2.0. <laughs> and then we also got a good man. Who I don't know if that's a Kanye reference or a King Crimson reference or both. Both, bro. <laughs> Yo, we got we got someone in the in the in the Zoom that's uh, better looking than Joe Rogan, stronger than Joe Rogan, smarter than Joe Rogan. So I mean, and his I mean, name what can is we say? Brendan Radigan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> bro, Jacob, are you talking to us from? Steinbeck's backyard right now because it looks a lot I'm, like that. <laughs> I'm not actually. I'm talking to you from my own backyard. Uh, yeah, just just back home in uh, in Los Angeles. Sunny yeah. LA. Go Lakers. Bro, you already know. Bro, do you know uh, Steinbeck is up for sale right now? Which one? 1.0 or 2.0? 2.0. Uh, All right, so let me try to I think, I think it's straight up for sale based on what guys Don't say it. Don't say how much. Don't say how much. We'll I don't. I don't know how much. I can check well, right now, though. Will dues? Will it be possible for the chapter to make dues just go toward a mortgage? I feel like that could be doable. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the frat house. <laughs> but that would be amazing. All right, wait. We're guessing though. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and guess. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna look it up right now. Okay. So for our listeners, um, Steinbeck was the 
basically the frat house that uh, most of the chapter that we, the four of us, plus Shane, were part of, um, stayed in for like two, three years, right? I think it was just one year. But it was one year, but I did lie. It's only up It was just a crazy year. Only up for really? Steinbeck was only one year? Brandon yeah, there are two Zellet. different Steinbecks. Yo, Zealot, Brandon, we can still see what the what it went for last time. Because I do, I would like to guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the, uh, let's see if I can get the price history right here. I'm going to put say... up 7, 735K. Damn. I'm going to say 200 bucks. $200? Wow. I'm being generous, bro. Uh, I'll say 800 The amount of times, 800K? Yeah. Bro, if they knew the amount of times Brandon was naked in one of those rooms, I mean, so the price would drop. <laughs> at, at least one of those rooms. You never know. <laughs> at least people, one of those rooms. Some people sleep naked. I'm like the inverse where I like sleep fully clothed <laughs> and then I just like do most of my other tasks naked. <laughs> when I'm home alone, I go around the house naked with burning sage and just like pushing the bad spirits out. You'll, you'll never <laughs> um, I, know, I know Ben is a, a, a nudist, a, a, a nude spirit. But go ahead, Ben. I was that nude for this, the few months we lived together, was I? No, nah, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm seeing here that it was last sold in 2010 for $500,000. But that was 10 years Eleven years ago. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, kind of it would everything. definitely be more. I feel like things. Zillow is just glitching out because it's telling me this home, like how much it costs per month, and then it has another thing where it's saying, "Oh, what? This is so weird." And then it has another thing that says nine hundred thousand dollars per month, which doesn't seem like Steinbeck to me. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve million a year. That's so I think the. The list price might actually be nine hundred thousand, is what it is. That oh, would make damn, so much even more higher. Sense. Yeah, honestly, That's I believe crazy. it right now with the with the like real estate market right now. Like every single house that's going up is just getting bought like that. So it's insane. Yeah, sixty. I've heard it's like really booming right now. Redfin reported uh, earlier this week or last week that uh, over fifty percent of people who bought houses in the last year bought the house without looking at the house. Like just online? They just, yeah, they just bought it, like, through, the, like, whatever agency, and they never actually went to the house to look at it. They just bought it. Because they were yeah, so desperate. To get a yeah. House. And it's crazy because you have, like, because of, I feel like because of remote work and then just a concentration of wealth in cities and people, like, leaving those cities, um, you have more rural areas, like Kansas, or Wyoming where there's like house auctions and like people who would normally participate in these housing auctions are like people from the, those local areas because if you worked in San Francisco you wouldn't live in Wyoming before 2020 and so all of a sudden now like one of like the hottest real estate markets in the whole country is in like Wyoming and there's just like people showing up to these auctions who are like from like New York City or San Francisco or LA or Chicago and they're just like 
outbidding these like local people by like hundreds of thousands of dollars like there's literally no price that they can't pay because it's so much cheaper than living in like one of these like west coast or like east coast cities so it's just oh it's craziness i kind of feel bad for those people who like live in a rural area who just want to buy a home and now it's like impossible yeah did you see like did you see some billionaires that own companies uh that have something to do with um the housing market going like public saying like uh people who would rather work remotely are like lazy and shit like that like there's been a lot of people saying that recently which is just like them being hurt about um how remote working is basically the future of, of working i saw i saw Bro. a meme the other day you know the one where it's like there's three kids sitting on a couch and it's like a youtube video and you can like change the title to whatever you want yeah. <laughs> it, it was that meme and it's like oh it's like uh three 2020 interns discuss why remote work is the future of like working and we'll never be back in the office dude honestly yeah. though, i'll be like very upset if i have to go into the office full-time for my job like i love working from home for me it's not working it's from weird. home it's the commute i just don't want to commute for two hours a day like yeah, no, that's whether awesome. it's like if I could just like work in an office space and teleport there, like that wouldn't be so bad. But that's infeasible. Jesus. So. <laughs> There's a lot of throwbacks home. to that sci-fi idea you had, like in episode like two. Oh, bro, we're gonna make that. Reality. I feel like, yeah, um, bro, is is your commute like one hour? It's like one hour both ways. And what's nice is there's like a shuttle bus and all that, but even like that costs money to use. And then you shuttle and you get up early in the morning, get ready, which is also like part of the commute I would consider because like remote, you can work in your pajamas and you can just, yeah. you know, use your time more efficiently. But if you're commuting, you, you know, I would spend the bus would leave at around seven and arrive around eight. But, you know, you're still getting ready at least by 6.30. You want to take a shower and yeah. get ready and eat breakfast or whatever. But still, it's not a bad, like, commute, right? Because San Francisco, I'm not, I'm not like, fully familiar with San Francisco geography, but it's a pretty concentrated city, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting. And, like, the whole, the whole Bay Area is really concentrated, too. So it's, like, even outside of, like, San Francisco, like, if you're trying to commute from, like, San Mateo to Oakland, you're gonna have to drive through an urban like urban area, and then over there's bridges too. So like if you have to like commute over a bridge, that is like a bottleneck, which really sucks. Um, so yeah, it really increases the commute times for a lot of people who live here. Jacob's commute is probably way worse. Uh, bro, I actually am working from home right now, so it's not too <laughs> no, bad. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, but the, the moment we go back into the office, um, my commute will be pretty freaking long. So yeah, so it'll it'll suck. But yeah, are are you going back in the office soon? Um, no, it's pretty much they just like evaluate it like every so often. Um, but like what I've heard is uh, like the fall, so like like end of this summer, like people are going to get their vacations out of the way and, and whatnot. And then in, in the fall, we'll go back. Interesting. I mean, that makes sense. I just feel like there's not much separating as, as great as the vaccine effort has been in the United States. If I feel like we're getting a bit complacent and if cases go up, they're just going to send everyone home again. 
and that's gonna it's just gonna be like why do we even spend all this time trying to figure out how to get back into the office if you send us back home like a week later you know yeah now that there's no reason to do yeah it's it's insane because it's already happened i think a couple times like i'm pretty sure like maybe around like december-ish people were like oh it's looking good right now like like people start coming back to work like all this stuff um but then yeah then like december i'm pretty sure was like one of the biggest spikes and then that's sort of like we still haven't even like pretty much like the vac yeah then the vaccine recovery just like sort of rolled into that mm-hmm. and yeah so we'll see we'll see you know if we i think california has will have enough people to, to have herd immunity um so i think we'll be okay like as far as like going back in but the rest of the country we'll see yeah i feel like herd immunity the numbers that we're showing right now look more promising than i think they really are because a lot of times you're like oh this is how many people have gotten their first dose but that doesn't count people who like never showed up for their second dose which is like Mm -hmm. a huge portion of the people who have only received one dose so far and on top of that like i feel like we're totally getting to the point here which is crazy to think about when you compare like the United States to like another country, is that like pretty much anyone who wants it has gone at this point. Like within the next month, I think we'll be at the Bro. point where if you if you haven't gotten it yet, it's because you're you just don't want it that badly. Bro, there's two people I know. I mean, not really. One is an acquaintance of of someone and of my girlfriend's dad, and the other one is someone I actually know. Have traveled to like from brazil to like a third country like mexico or something spent two weeks like working from home from a hotel to do the quarantine because the u.s right now has closed borders to brazil because i mean brazil's a shit show and then they did the full quarantine in another country and then they went to the u.s and then they got their vaccines in the u.s and then traveled for a bit and they came back to brazil so people are actually doing that. Like, try to imagine a country that is so anti-science and so anti, like, like common sense that people from your country are spending like a fortune, like, to go to two different countries to get one fucking vaccine. Try to try to think of that. How bad of a president you have to be to allow that to happen? That's so nuts. Yeah. You do a Mustang too if you get like UCSD emails like, yo, come and get your vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, I get kind of sad. <laughs> but what matters is when you guys come visit next year, um, I think I'll have gotten my vaccine probably. I feel like you should be good by then. I mean, like, I, yeah. we're at the point where we need to just. The other thing that I feel like the US is fucking up on is like, we're. But like hoarding vaccines, which is really problematic, especially for like our political influence on the world. It's not like oh a yeah, bug. yeah. I heard like a lot of um, like a lot of the like pharmacies and stuff that that are getting doses like CVS and Rite Aid are like throwing away most of them, like because they have to be stored at like a certain temperature and they have they can only be stored for so long too, and so it's like yeah, they they are literally like, throwing some away, like a, a good amount. So like, that's just craziness. That's just craziness. Mm-hmm. I would I would guess in the order of magnitude of like millions of doses they're probably throwing away. Oh, for sure. For sure. Bro, and there was like there wasn't there just like this huge like 
thing because or like I think Joe Biden had just like briefly mentioned that he would like lift like patent restrictions to allow um, anyone to you know manufacture the uh, like the COVID vaccines and then like I think both like Pfizer and Moderna were both like yo whoa 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 like we like to save the world and all but we got to make some money off of this. Like, <laughs> like you can't you can't be doing that just yet. Yeah, that was that was interesting. It was, Pfizer and Moderna, honestly, at least Moderna was like like go ahead but the thing is like to develop an mrna vaccine you need more than just like the blueprints you know uh mm -hmm. you need just like trade secret industry knowledge like good manufacturing practice facilities like just stuff that people don't have moderna has been building up really to this moment for a decade so it's more than just a patent that restricts other companies from making mRNA vaccines. It, it'll be really important in the future, I think, patents. But the question is, like, is Joe Biden saying that mRNA, like, as a platform for pharmaceuticals is just, like, free and anyone can use it? Or is he just saying, like, the COVID-19 vaccine? Because that, the that's COVID a big vaccine. Yeah. I think you were saying the COVID-19 vaccine. And that makes like, more like, sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and the 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 actual like web of intellectual property when it comes to mRNA as like a platform oh, for yeah. drug development is insane. There are like twenty five different players that all like there's like licenses and sub licenses and deals and agreements and like grants and like shared equity and there's like tons of different companies that are doing it there's companies suing each other there's moderna already has like i forget what it's called in legal terms but it's basically where you try to say preemptively that like a patent that another company has is not like novel enough to be a patent um and it's just like there's a whole web of intellectual property agreements and disagreements that makes up the mrna space it's pretty crazy Bro, should we become patent trolls? Do you know what patent trolls are? No. Where you so you basically file like as generic of patents as possible, <laughs> and so like for example, like like you'll file a patent for like you know a software that assists in health in the healthcare field. Literally, like you'll put the patent or like something like something stupid like that, or like a machine that when you press a button like will solve like a problem. Like literally, like some stupid generic shit like that, and then you go to like most companies. And you literally serve them legal papers. You do have to like put in money on your part to like one file patent, like get a lawyer and everything. But more often than not, it makes a lot more sense to them to instead of like going out and retaining legal counsel and, and, and getting all this stuff, because you need a patent lawyer and very few like companies will have a patent lawyer, like, like maybe Apple will and stuff, but like a lot of them are not going to have a retained patent lawyer on their payroll. So they're not going to go out and get one. So they'll literally just pay you like five grand and be like, okay, like shut up, go away. <laughs> It's literally a job like it's, it's a like that is like a big like field that people like people make money in. wait i'm actually so down for that bro let's do it i feel like i feel like how hard is it to make a patent like i know i, I i've seen patents i've read patents but i've never like tried to make a patent i feel like it's either it's either impossible to do without like that kind of like without like knowledge in law school or it's like a homework assignment that you can kind of bullshit and put together in like a weekend. It, it, I think it's more like a homework assignment that you can bullshit and put together. And like the thing is, is also like when you file for a patent, like you, you see like a lot of products say like patent pending, right? 
Mm-hmm. And like you're, so you're still afforded some protections even while your patent is under like review. Interesting. Yeah. So you like, it's like, so even while your patent's like being reviewed and like it's still pending, like you still like could go out and like, like pursue like damages and stuff. I'm actually going to do this. <laughs> Listeners, bro also, bro, also, did we just like, the government admitted aliens exist, and we like are not talking about that. <laughs> Wait, that yeah, is- I, I like briefly heard about that. What what are you talking about? Like what what happens? Dude, so basically, it's this like sixty minute special that just came out, and then um, pretty much the government just came out with this like thing uh, on AUPs on, or UAPs. So UFO is no longer the word. UFO is like like lowbrow stuff. You know, we're, now we're we're very <laughs> highbrow, acidic above the mustard shit it's uap unidentified aerial phenomena and so yeah so pretty much um they have like a bunch of like you know retired navy fighter pilots who used to work in the pentagon and pretty much they are all like it's all circled around a couple of like clips of footage showing these crafts that you know have no exhaust plume like have no like visible like means of moving like aerodynamically don't even look like they should be able to stay in the air like yet they're moving like i think like so they have like one so basically a radar system works a couple of ways so there's like uh you know a traditional radar that's like you know the beep 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 and then there's like electromagnetic radar which is like another thing that's like using the earth's like magnetic poles or something and then there's also like there's also just like the sight radar and so uh, a lot of times like maybe one of these will crap out right but then all the all three of them uh and then the sight is being just the person um saw like a craft travel like 16,000 feet in one second so like it like in the one second is really just the time it takes for the radar to refresh so it's all it's really instantaneous that something traveled 16,000 feet and that's like yeah that's like and there's also like there's there's these videos of it and you see these things like turning on a dime like it's it's literally insane and there's like no way not not no way you can never say never but like I would be very surprised if that was like a human made craft. Like it doesn't even like, it doesn't even look like anything remotely that like we've like, it looked like a Tic Tac. It didn't look like, you know, a traditional like fighter jet. It didn't look like a, like a movie portrayal of a, of a UFO. That's like what kind of gets me too. Cause like usually if someone's trying to like spoof you, like, you know, they kind of go with like what, you know, like use a flying saucer or something like that Tic Tac shape. And the fact that like, it was just like out in open ocean, like Navy fighter pilots were the people that saw it. Like, mm-hmm. it's just crazy, bro. That's like insane. It's like even if it doesn't mean it's aliens, like there's some either like secret technology that someone has to like do this shit. That's like like that person would be probably like on another level. Like like that's the fucking Illuminati or some shit, you know? Like I don't know. It's fucking that's crazy. (laughs) Oh, I see the one that looks like a TikTok. Dude, yeah, they like they're moving so fast and like it's it's literally insane and the, and they asked the they asked like one of the fighter pilots like so how often were you guys seeing these things he's like yeah we see them every day like if you're if you're flying in the u.s like uh, like in the like in the areas that they were flying like it was an everyday thing if you would see something what? like this yeah Wait, what yeah every day he was saying that this was happening i think this was this one was off the coast of virginia like this area what the yeah i saw one that said north carolina so yeah like yeah. right over there yeah, um, yeah, and then there's another one in like uh, off the coast of San Diego too that like happened. So, what do you think are the implications of this? Like, do you think this means that either there is like another like country or organization on our own planet that is like far 
more technologically superior than we would have predicted? Or do you think this means that like we're like an ant farm? Uh, honestly, it could mean a lot of things. I feel like, again, I think in just my mind, just like looking at the facts, I think it being from Earth just makes the least amount of sense. If we just think about it objectively, like what can humans do? Like what do we know about physics and whatnot? Uh, if you ask me what makes the most sense, I think it's otherworldly. And if like if a civilization is able to travel like light years and light years, like this one is supposed to be able to travel because if it was if it was a planet within our own solar system or even our own like uh, like regional cluster, we would I think would be able to like tell. But it's not. And I don't even think it's traveling through space. I think it's like interdimensional, is what it is. Like oh, if, if you ask me, or, or I don't know, I have no qualified opinion. I have no qualifications to give this opinion, but. It seems like more interdimensional than than like moving through space. But yeah, I, I think for a civilization to be that far above us, they would probably be pretty practical and pretty like objective. So I think if they wanted us gone, they would have iced us already. So I think we like the ant farm theory is probably the most like like rational, is we are an, an ant farm of some sorts. And if we are like some ant farm for like a higher species. Do you think that they're living amongst us? Because that's also a whole other thing, too, is the idea that, like, Mark Zuckerberg is an alien. Like, okay, but that there might actually be just, like, members of this species living amongst us currently. Bro, yeah, that's an interesting thought. Talk about Among Us now? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, just Bro, wanted. They could be literally Among Us. Among Us. Bro, that's, that's uh, a very interesting thought. I've always been, like, very skeptical. Like, I, I believe there's definitely no way we're the only life in, like, all of existence, right? Or, like, all of the universe. But I was always skeptical about, like, aliens actually coming to Earth or anything like that. Um, but, like, wouldn't it be crazy, like, if, like, all of, like, the alien reports, like, whatever, you know, like, everything that's, like, led to this alien pop culture, like, that we now know about, you know, like, people getting abducted like ufos all this shit was like all like the same like connected like people were actually this whole time getting abducted by these aliens they're like watching us and like controlling our world or something like that'd be fucking insane bro i heard this i heard this really really crazy and like sort of profound like thought i think it was on the joe rogan podcast i, I don't know if it was joe rogan he said it or someone else but they said uh like a someone who doesn't believe something like if i don't believe aliens exist every single sighting of alien cases has to be false. But, you know, the believer just has to be right once. Only one of the millions and millions and millions of UFO cases and, and abduction stories and, and everything that's happened, only one of them has to be right for me to be right. All of them have to be wrong for, for you know, a doubter to be right. Think about that. Like, that's crazy. That's yeah. Like, statistically speaking. Bro, dude, also speaking of aliens, there's a really, really crazy... Uh, uh, alien visitation story that i just found out about with 100 live witnesses 70 of which were interviewed on camera the next day in 1990 something so this is like a legit one and it's it's weird because it's like a shared experience so pretty much it was at this elementary school in rwanda and um i watched the video and i'm gonna sound so stupid and ignorant right now but i don't know what the, like the population of rwanda like is but like this school seemed pretty like mixed like like the school seemed like had a lot of white kids, seemed like it had some black kids. You know, the principal was a white dude, you know, with a, with some sort of like British accent. Maybe, maybe I think maybe Rwanda has like you know, colonial ties to Britain or something. Could be. Um, yeah, but, uh, 
but pretty much so like the, the principal and all the teachers are in a meeting and then the kids are out to, to play in the in the playground like whatever their lunch or recess equivalent and then pretty much uh, they say they start hearing a ruckus and then they see the younger kids coming like towards the room where the teachers are at, and they're all crying and the older kids seem to be running towards something and um and so like they they go out immediately and they think something's wrong like they're like what's what's going on to the young kids and the younger kids keep saying that they they saw like i forgot what they said exactly but it's like it's some sort of like demon creature in like their thing that's like in their culture that's supposed to like take kids away. They said, oh, we saw it, we saw it, we saw it. Like it's over there, it's over there. It just came down from the sky. And um, so then the teachers like head over there and then there's a huge crowd of students, but no, no, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Like there's no aliens, no nothing. But then they asked the kids, like, what did you see? Like they asked the older kids and the older kids like said very vividly, like, I think it was a UFO. Like we saw like three, like there was like three, they said there was like three crafts and they were moving in unison. And then they said all three were like descending down and they said the, like they all got really scared. And they said upon seeing them get scared, they said two of the crafts immediately went up like high to where like almost like a non-threatening way, you know, like backing up, like saying, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then only one craft went down and they said no doors, no, like no sound, no anything. It just hit the ground. And they said like, there was no, there was no like, you know, sliding ramp and, and, and then coming out. It was literally just an alien that appeared out of it. And then they said they couldn't, like, he didn't say anything to them and he didn't speak English, but he, they felt like he was communicating with them, like, in, in, their head, in, his, in their head. And they felt like he was saying something about, like, Earth, like, in the environment and, like, and technology and, like, what was happening. And, like, they said they all felt, like, like feelings of dread and grief. And, and it's crazy because, like, 70 of these kids were interviewed the next day. And then this documentary just comes out last year where they revisit the kids. And it's crazy because the kids, you know, if, if it was a farce, if it was a joke that all the school kids got, got in on, like, with each other, at this point, someone would have cracked. Someone would have said, hey, like, we were just sucking around. We were kids, like, whatever. Like, they, this has gone on too long. But the, the most of them that they talked to were saying, hey, like, I don't really want to talk about this because, like, I talked about it when I, was, when I was younger a lot, and it ruined my life. Like, people, like, said I was crazy. People said, like, I don't, a lot, like, there was a, several of them that their spouses didn't even know that they had this experience. Wow. And because they, they buried, yeah, they buried it, and because it was, like, it was like to them it, it wasn't like a, a means to get like famous or anything it was just what happened to them and they were kids and dude it's insane bro, it's like, like it's kind of like it a little bit bro it is it is and like the thing is is like do kids lie of course like bro kids lie all the time but like could 70. could you could a hundred kids from elementary school keep a lie together for 20 something years no like you know i'm not like we we can say they had a shared hallucination we can say that there was Carbon, a carbon monoxide deposit in the earth under that popped right when they were there and, and fucked with all their cognitive, you know, functions. But I think those kids saw what they saw. Like, I don't know what it, like, what it was, but they, in their minds, it was true, in my opinion. If, if I, when I watched the interview footage that they give, in their minds, it was true. And then like, and like a little kid would, like the little kids are trying to be helpful to the guy coming. They're like, oh, they're all trying to draw it for him. They're all drawing the same thing. Like, like the the same sort of like shape of the guy and the same sort of like shape of the craft and everything what's the documentary called uh i don't know but just look up like uh rwanda or, or it might be zimbabwe yeah, i googled i googled rwanda's uh oh it's actually zimbabwe yeah uh, i okay. googled well i googled rwanda ufo and it, it came up so okay cool but yeah it's yeah it was in zimbabwe um zimbabwe I mean, definitely I has british colonial british okay. by the way <laughs> so yeah that makes yeah. sense yeah okay Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, yeah, Rwanda actually has Dutch colonial ties. I know that because of the movie Hotel Rwanda. That's true. 
Brandon Lee is trying to get let, uh, let in again. Um, yeah, I, well, Zimbabwe, it, it might be like South Africa, and it has both Dutch mm-hmm. and British, um, but I'm not completely sure. But it, it shares a border with South Africa. So. Um, yeah, but that, yeah, that story is just insane. Dude, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's bro. Like, <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Oh, dude, do you do you believe in UFOs or Jadu UFOs? <laughs> oh, there's actually there's actually a big UFO culture in Brazil, where there used to be this thing in the '80s or something called uh, the Chupa Chupa, that apparently. Bro, oh, how do you crazy. know so many facts about Brazil? That makes so <laughs> much sense. Bro, Bro I, know, Jacob, I thought you were making this up. Jacob, <laughs> break, Jacob, Jacob in the middle of nowhere. Like, we haven't talked for, like, six months. He'll text me, like, a Brazilian meme. Or, like, <laughs> a Brazilian Instagram page about, like, tips for good places to eat in Sao Paulo. He literally fucking did that. <laughs> Bro, I just, I mean, I don't know. I saw the food and I was like, dang, if I can't have this, like, at least want someone I know to experience it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, I want to hear about this chupa chupa though. Okay, so you do uh, tell us what chupa chupa means in English. Uh, to suck. Yeah, it means the suck suck. Like oh, uh, it's like chupacabra. No, no, no. Well, actually, similar. Yes, but uh, it was not. It's not a. It's not like a. a what are the? What do you call those? A cryptozoology? Oh, crypt. Yeah, cryptid. Cryptid. It's not a cryptid. It was like a. It's like craft, like a UFO. So pretty okay. much, it would like. It would go to people and it would like literally pull them to like where they if they were holding on to like tree like literally a cartoon like holding on to trees trying not to get like sucked into like this UFO and it happened like a cut like several times like with eyewitnesses and everything like back in the day um, and yeah just like a crazy like weird like story and it's just like a little pop culture thing in Brazil and another crazy this isn't like UFO related necessarily but like it was like these two unrelated two related but unrelated deaths in Brazil. These two TV repairmen were both found dead, like a couple years apart. They didn't know each other. Um, they were both found dead with the same set of with the same set of glasses, and it's not like the same pair of Ray Bans. Like, no, these were custom made, like like glasses that were like made of like lead. Like, you're not just finding lead glasses on the in, like the streets of Brazil, you know. Uh, and they both uh, both the glasses had these set of instructions with them, saying to like. at a certain time look up at the sky and they were both found dead with the glasses on like at some place and like presumably when they looked up like which i think was pretty like freaking crazy what (laughs) What would you when you do we have possession of those glasses anywhere like i'm assuming yeah i'm assuming they do Um, how much how much would you have to get paid to like put them on i would do it just to find out like (laughs) <laughs> but you never get like, to like come back to earth would you would you rather like get abducted by aliens and like live amongst them and then and never get to come back to earth or just not experience that at all um are the aliens gonna kill me and are like because part basically where my mind goes is part of me feels like if there are aliens out there and we get abducted those aliens are a whole step above us in consciousness you know like the way that humans are a step above like dogs in consciousness but like i feel like my dog is pretty happy but if but for some reason the idea of me living like a dog's life 
sounds kind of bad like you can't <laughs> you have like no free will or like no liberty like being a pet things yeah. yeah i feel like if an alien were to like abduct one of us in a way we'd probably be their pet but also like there's a chance that we could be very happy like the way like a dog is like happy to be like its master's pet you know <laughs> Well, no. imagine like being living with aliens, getting like fed good shit like every day, just like yeah, getting chill. Like, like I, I don't know, like I'd be, I'd be down. <laughs> Humans are yeah, too used to to thinking that they're like uh, like better than like the other beings around them. So the idea of like having something else that's superior, that's like not something we're used to. We think that that was really weird if that happened dude yeah and honestly like if it was like a, a rick and morty like adventure type like every day we go on an adventure and like i could guarantee not to die and we can do cool shit and like you know fight off evil aliens like i'd be very down uh but i doubt that, that would ha- i doubted that would be the case necessarily i feel like most i feel like the vast majority of my time would be spent growing old during space travel in between planets so i think i think i would have to go with no but in the future, if there is some sort of wormhole technology that can shorten the, the distance for like interstellar type of thing, bro, I would be very down. Uh, I just don't want to waste all my time. But I would be down. Yeah, again, I would be down if, it, if I was going on adventures and shit, you know? If, if I'm just <laughs> hanging out, I, I'm not down. There's like a film crew. <laughs> bro, we could literally do jackass in space. Like, <laughs> You know, like, I guess up, like, this is my man Fleeble Glorp like <laughs> yo um, I wanted to do this in the in the beginning of the episode but I couldn't because I was late um, and then I had technical difficulties but since we did this um, with uh, Gus I'm gonna do it to to uh, Jacob too. I don't know if you guys introduced him like in a long way or in a short way, but Jacob is like the person probably like without Jacob, I wouldn't know Ben probably. And no, that's actually I think absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, and and I think like we wouldn't know a bunch of people because Jacob just brought a lot of people together as a freshman. Like there were all these upperclassmen who were at the university that we went to doing their own shit and then jacob was like the person who galvanized everyone he was like the person who like brought everyone together and and then we were in the same fraternity for a bit and then we i mean when i when i say we i I mean like everyone in the podcast like shane ben me and brandon and then we also worked together all of us except for shane and we spent a lot of time together so jacob's a really dear friend of ours and also like he was our boss, not Ben. Ben was also Ben was also a fucking lead, but he was Jacob was our boss, so he'd he'd tell us what to do and shit. And and besides that, he lived with I think Brandon for a bit, and he has a lot of cool stories to tell. Jacob, if you I have any, Ben. Oh yeah, true. Jacob, if you have any any funny stories, no pressure. If 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 nothing comes up. We can totally just cut this out. But if you have any cool stories before we end the episode, we have to mention them. Gus told his story about public urination. 
It can be anything. <laughs> Dude, man, it's crazy because like you think coming out of college, you're gonna have like these crazy wild stories, and I and I definitely do, and I like. It's hard, it's hard to, like, recall them, like, right out, out of memories, but, dude, in college, honestly, the things you, like, the things that are the most, like, fun, the most important are just, like, those little hangouts, like, just, like, the, the like, late nights, like, just, like, you know, when, like, living, like, in Steinbeck, you point out, like, waking up and smoking bongs or smoking a bowl of Chevy, you know, like, that was crazy, bro, like, what a time, uh, man, like, it, it, it's, it's, it's always the little things, man, it's, like, the Taco Tuesdays and stuff. I would say one of my, like, I mean, one of my favorite memories, like, in general was just, like, like, uh, B-dubs, like, just getting yes. hot wings, like, it, that was always such a good time, bro, like, everyone's just there, vibing, hanging out, I, re- I remember Ben showed up in a suit for, uh, <laughs> that was, that's a good story, dude, so, yes, speaking on Jadu's point earlier, so the reason I galvanized everyone, per se, is because, uh, you know, coming into college, my parents were very adamant about me getting a job, so, um, I first thing I did when I got into UCSD is I found like their job portal and uh, pretty much I found a job that sounded the easiest and like had the highest pay. And I was very, right. <laughs> yeah. I was very, I was very right in that regard. And I, <laughs> I found uh, the house manager's job. Shout out, shout out HM. Um, shout out, shout out. Dude, we can literally Nick. do a whole, we shout can, out. bro, shout out everyone. We could literally do a whole podcast episode on HM stories in general. Absolutely. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Bro, John and, bro, we, and we could, bro, we could bring in like, <laughs> we could bring in like people like, you know, bro, now like coming up Johnny Wang or now coming up. Like, oh my. <laughs> now, like Caroline Page, like coming in. <laughs> bro, yeah, Keanu is going to be on the pod soon too. Bro, yeah. Keanu was also an HM. Yeah. So speak. Bro, right, Keanu fucking, he hated UCSD and he works like basically of like HMs as a fucking full-time job because he yeah, hated okay. UCSD so much. I think as much as uh, Keanu said he hated UCSD, I think he really had a lot of fun with us. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. That was a good year. That was a good yeah. year, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fun. but as I was saying, as I was saying, um, so yeah, so I found this HM job um, and my first day there, uh, I met Caroline and Ben. Uh, we were like, we were all like getting, uh, getting walked around by Gilbert, who, those who don't know, who are listening at home, that's our old boss, shout out Gilbert. Shout out. Um, shout out Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, and, and he was just walking around and stuff, and that's how I met Ben. Um, and then, dude, you know how I got introduced to Beta? Adrian Rubio. That's what <laughs> oh, no. What dude, yeah, so, that, and so Adrian Rubio was also uh, in HM, and he was a senior at that point, and he was in Beta. And I had never connect. I never connected the two until I saw him at a beta event, and I was like, "Dude, what the hell are you doing here? Like, are you like, are you a freshman? Are you rushing?" He's like, "Dude, I'm a senior." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." And um, so that was like that full introduction. And then sort of like the world just sort of like meshed from there. Like once I was in once I was in HMs, and then I was in beta. Like I brought Ben from from HMs to beta, and then I brought. Yeah, li- from beta to HMs and then literally that, that happened like um I, I needed a certain shift cover because I had like plans and Jacob was like bro I'll take it if you come out to the booth during rush week um I was like oh right, shit and literally like I went to the booth like talked to some guys I was like oh these guys are fucking chill and then I went to like the basketball uh, rush event and like yeah like literally that was the reason <laughs> like bro, the art like, of the deal definitely right shaped my fucking <laughs> <laughs> insane Bro, that, yeah. that was crazy. And then it, it was really fun. Gilbert, and then getting to work. morphed together. Like 
yes. they just took over HMs. We time. for real did. That was like a dynasty, bro. Bro, there it was like there were some people that I would see more work like Danny Wang, for example. I would see Danny Wang more at HMs than I would like at beta stuff. Like oh for real. Funny. Danny Wang for yeah. sure. Bro, then Steve dude. and Luke started working there and shit. Dude, got, like, yeah, that dude, then Mark starts working there. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, that's Bro, a trip. I wonder if Steve's a, a lead now. I think he is. <laughs> I yes. that. Steve's a leader. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think Steve has grown up a lot. Like I remember meeting was a freshman and he was like a he was a dumbass, like class, <laughs> classic, classic freshman. Like he just didn't know what was going on. But he was seventeen. You want to feel old? Steve is going to be in college for two more years. What? <laughs> this was his third year, right? Yeah, but he's doing a fifth. But also, Steve is, like, exceptionally young for his, his grade. Yeah, yeah he's so, not like, even 21 yet, right? No, no. Dude, the guy's not even 20 yet. <laughs> what? The guy, no, no. The guy is 20. No, he is 20. He is 20. He's 20. I was going to say, it was illegal for us to be hanging out with him. Yeah. <laughs> so, at, at some points, it felt like it, like, it was, like, bro, especially when I was, like, 21 and he was 18, bro, like, it's just like, what am I doing with this guy? But no, bro, Steve, Steve's been very chill. Steve's Steve always been down to the party. Bro, that's funny. Bro, and, and the dynasty, it was it was really like the clicks of HMs. It was the 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 betas, it was the track people, and it was the, <laughs> the Armenians, right? Uh, there's oh, also the, the Korean. At some point, there was the Korean church, too. There were yeah. all the people that went to the same church. <laughs> the Korean church. It's such a specific right. thing. Like, no one in the world can say that they've had a group of people working together that were separated in exactly those groups. Those are such specific <laughs> groups, bro. The Korean there church. Any, were there any, any outsiders Christians? to those four groups? There were, definitely, right? Dude, yeah, the, the Asian fraternity pineapple. Oh, yeah. Pineapple. That was definitely, like, early days. Early yeah, days. that was, like, it, our first year. Dude, it's so funny because you just have, like, you know, like the, you know, the very Christian Koreans, like on one side, like talking about like, oh, hey, like we're going to go to, you know, go get some boba after mass like tomorrow. And then like, oh, yeah. And then you have like, you know, the the fraternity, like Asians, like just being like, yo, you want to buy some drugs? Like <laughs> very two, two very different worlds um, colliding there. Guys, so we would, we would. John Kim too. John Kim, John Kim was an That guy icon. existed outside. Yeah, that guy existed That's, outside yeah. of all of those groups. He floated between He's all everything. of them. He loved in all of them. We, we, should be, get, we should get John Kim on here. John Kim yeah. would be down to come on too. Oh shit, bro! That's John Kim would be crazy. Guys, we would fail if we did not bring up the fact as well. One of the key players in the dynamic, the Lord and Savior, Nick Vakio. Oh, bro, we would be remiss. We would be, <laughs> be derelict in duty to not mention Nicholas Vakio. What oh, a man! Guy. Have you guys talked about him on the podcast before? I, I don't think, think we, we have. have. Maybe not. Yeah, I yeah. I, I remember me on the first or second episode saying that I wasn't ever sure if he liked me or not. Ever. <laughs> I never understood what his dynamic was towards me. Honestly, Nick, Nick was Nick when he became a manager it became pretty tough. But like that's, that's true. In, in like in good spirit, in good spirit. It, it's funny because it's almost like when Nick became. When Nick, so I knew like Ben and I especially I think Brendan a little bit um, I think Jadu I think you you got hired the next year but we knew Nick as an HM like we had known Nick just as like a guy a lead like walking around and it was just like when he got promoted it was like it was almost like when Nick was like yo can you go do like East Long? I was like shut the fuck up Nick like, <laughs> yeah. like no disrespect no, like not that and it's it's funny because he almost just like 
he kind of knew that like me and him had a different thing going on. Like I, I would get done whatever he needed to get done, and I, you know, all that stuff. But it, it was just like whenever I came into the office, like and just started talking to Nick, he was just like he was never in the he was never in the powerful position in in any of those yeah. conversations. I will say, like I, I would purpose I would purposefully say like outrageous things to always just keep him on his toes and just like you would I would immediately like. He would try to come at me with like something serious, like, hey man, like on your closing shift last night, I was like looking around the room and I would just like say some ridiculous thing, like, you know, like, <laughs> I, I fucking hope, like, I fucking hope you die on your way home today or something. And, like, and, he, and, and, and Nick is the kind of guy where he's just going to laugh and he just laughs almost anything. So he yeah. just like start like dying and, and it would just sort of throw off his whole game. <laughs> it was the best. Like, he, he, like, especially the last summer that like me, Jadu, and Trent and like a bunch of other people worked there, like, we would, uh, like, Nick would come in on business, like, and we would just, like, rile him up, like, you know, just, like, fuck around, and, like, all of a sudden, he would just lose the business, like, thing would fuck around with us, but he'd be like, okay, guys, like, gotta, gotta go back to work. <laughs> it's, it's a good dynamic. Yeah. Bro, you mentioned Gilbert. Top, like, three moments of my life when I was, oh. top three scariest moments of my life was when fucking Gilbert got really mad at me. Do you remember that, Ben? I was I was I thinking about this the other day. Yeah. Is this about the? Poster? I was like, yeah. No, 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 no. But oh, the poster is, the poster is also a really good story. But no, oh. he got mad at me for a different reason. Yeah, um, right. That's not the story I'm thinking of, Ben. What happened? He shit. I don't even remember what it was about. It was it was about like, I was one of the full time workers at HMs for for the summer. I think it was me, Ben, and Trent, and like. Ben and Trent were working that week or something. Or Trent did the nights and I did the mornings and Ben was away or something. So I was like the person with the most experience because I worked there for a year and a half. Um, and then I was like the lead, but not really of that shift. And then like something just wasn't done properly. And he was like, oh, I think it was a shift where we got something done really early and then he didn't think that we did that thing properly and we were sitting in the office like watching netflix and then he stormed in and he was like screaming at us but i think specifically at me i don't remember it was a very long time ago but bro i remember thinking about that for like a week and being like fuck like i need to talk to him like like what the fuck is going on like is he gonna be mad at me forever like it was really <laughs> fucking weird it was He's like gonna stop yeah like what like what's my life now every time you weird. see gilbert he like continues where he left off no he he didn't look at me for the rest of the week yeah it was like I remember, avoiding I remember him being super sketchy like about it like he i would be like yo like uh i think Jadu wants to talk to you like because i was you know the in-between right like i was the lead but gilbert was the higher so i was like trying to like talk to him about it because like you know that that was the dynamic and like he was like just he like shrugged it off or like wouldn't talk yeah to him. Was, like, it was like, so weird, weird. <laughs> it was no, yeah, it, was, so it, was, it was weird i do remember that gilbert, but the poster gilbert is thing? always so happy but he can get very intense oh yeah bro he's a pure like <laughs> yeah He's a purely like like hot blooded American. He's like the fucking like combination of that. And the other thing was um, the poster thing. We so we were working at a room that was locked for basically like thirty years, uh, 
And then we found some old political posters. I don't think Jacob was there because I think he was out, right? He was back home. We we found some old political posters from like the, I don't know, Republican Students Union or something. Um, and then it was, there were Sarah Palin posters. There were George H.W. Bush posters. Reagan. Uh, Reagan, yeah. And then we, we found this really cool poster of Reagan on a horse. And then we put it on our wall, but we didn't want people to think that we were Republicans or that we like agreed with Reagan. So then I had the idea of making Reagan look like Post Malone. So then I started drawing some tattoos on his face. And then I, I like, it was like a week long, like work. It was like, I was looking at the tattoos and doing the right angles on it. And like, I, I drew a G wagon. I drew a G wagon on the, on the, on the, on the side. Um, and then one day Gilbert pulled up, he was like, Hey guys, like, yeah, you should do that thing. And then he looked to the other side and then literally all of us went silent because we knew he'd be pissed. So all of us just were like, we're watching like net geo right now. This is like a lion in the wild. And then we were staring at him and then for five minutes, he didn't do anything. And we were kind of scared. We were like, fuck, like, is he going to, like, fire someone? And then he just, like, fucking, like, with one hand, with one gesture, he just did it like this. Bow! And then he took it out. It was one thing. He, Bow! he, like, he ripped it off, like you said. And then he stood there, like, crumpling it, remember? And, like, yeah, he was, like, yeah. breathing, like, heavy. He was like. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, we didn't know. Like, I didn't know if he was, like like putting on a show or like fucking around with us or if he was actually like furious with us like no, I, I still don't know i he was, he too. was mad he was mad mad yeah like he was like ripping it up or like crumpling it up and i don't remember what he said like but i just kind of like looked away like oh my fucking god like it was <laughs> he was it like was terrifying <laughs> he was like you guys should learn some respect and, yeah. Uh, Ronald Reagan was a great president whatever whatever and then he walked off but he, it was fucking scary bro I do remember him talking I knew. about it after. He's like, oh, I think Trent, Trent the commie probably did it. <laughs> he like, absolutely blamed Trent. <laughs> yeah. He never suspected you. Shit. It's okay. <laughs> you got to get Trent on the pod. Oh, my God, true. bro. Oh, Gilbert. True, true. It's so weird because I had yeah. like, such a, 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 an avuncular relationship with him, to use a fun word, which is like an, an uncle. He, he was like an uncle, you know? Like, he, he kind of had that, that that dynamic. Like, he like... But like talk, you'd be like, "Oh, you okay? Like, you know, you think whatever." But he was like also like an authority figure. It was it was weird, but like interesting. <laughs> Dude, Gilbert, yeah, Gilbert walks that line so well of like being your friend, but still, you know, he's your boss at the same time. But like, yeah, Gilbert, and it's also like I think just in general, people that are generally calm and like easy, like easygoing, like when they get like upset, it's even more like off-putting because it's like, "Dude, this is a gear I have not seen before." Like. You know, if you see someone that's, like, always upset, upset, it's just like, all right, bro, calm down. Like, this happens all the time, relax. But, yeah, when someone like Gilbert, like, dude, the craziest thing was, uh, dude, that whole Wonderwall incident. Oh, my God. Oh. I don't think we've talked Sorry. about that. <laughs> yeah, cut, all right, cut that out. Ready? All right, this the anonymous worker incident. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, dude, pretty much our boss, Gilbert, uh, there was, all right, so backtrack entirely at ucsd there's the loft loft hours rip uh and you know the loft was within the usd price center jurisdiction and so hms had keys and on this particular day was a it was a certain employee's last day and and they were in the loft i think putting tables away or setting up and 
And he said, you know what? I think in an act of defiance, you know, towards the HMs or, or maybe as a celebration, I'm going to do something no one's ever done before. And I'm going to drink on shift and I'm going to drink <laughs> from the loft tap. And it was just, uh, you know, it was, it was crazy. And so, well, no, first off, he's a dumbass because he broke the tap, which is insane. Like, how do you, like, you don't know how to use a beer tap. Literally, just, like, come on now. And um, because he broke it, they had known the next day what was happening. They, they had known the next day that something was, was off. And, and they, had, they had already been suspect that, they had, they had already been suspect that, like, things were, were or beer was missing. Um, and so they had, like, checked the cameras. And, you know, lo and behold, they see that employee, you know, pouring beer. But that's not the story here. It was his last day. They can't fire him. Uh, there was another employee that attempted to help him cover up his tracks you know, but I, I can't, like, if I'm in the same situation, like, I don't, I'm not saying I wouldn't help, like, I think I would go over and be like, oh, bro, what happened, like, you know, and, and just see and, and everything, and unfortunately, that was the employee that got fired, and, and uh, you know, normally, Gilbert and uh, the employee that was fired are usually very happy people, so when I saw them the next morning, yeah, like, and I, it was, you know, Gilbert in his office with, with the employee, and I'd walk past, and, and I was like, yo, what's up, like, what's up, guys, and and I see, you know, the, the, uh, our friend, you know, former coworker in tears. And I see my boss just like giving me that look, just like, yo, like not the time. And I'm like, oh fuck, like I, that sucks. <laughs> like I walk over and um, yeah, then, then, uh, then he, then he gets the news and he comes out then the employee comes into the break room, I think to like get his stuff or is whatever. And uh, he sort of tells me the story and dude, that was insane. But that, that was that, that was an insane story but then the aftermath was insane because then Gilbert talked to me like one-on-one -on -one after the employee had left and everything and, and Gilbert was in tears because Gilbert didn't want to didn't want to fire him Gilbert was almost like forced to fire him because they they said like oh you know fire the the guy who did it and they're like oh that was his last day like we can't we can't fire someone if they no longer work here so they're like okay fire this guy and he was like what the they originally said fire everyone that was on the ship because they let it happen and really? they said, like, and now, yeah, yeah. They said, and now, you know, no one can be trusted. And bro, if that would have happened, you know, who would have been, you know, would have been fired? Uh, Johnny Wang? No. Uh, what was that guy's name? Dude, glasses, Skyler. really hairy. Oh, no. Arya? No, not, no, not Armenian. He, he, he was like the, he, he like directed a short movie or, or a music video. Yusuf. Yusuf, bro. Yusuf would have been fired if that was the case, which, you know, is very glad that that didn't, because Yusuf is one of the funniest people I've ever met. Yeah. If I didn't get to spend more time with him, I would have been sad. But Yusuf would have been fired if that was the case, because um, he was on that shift. And, and there was a couple other people that were on that shift, too, that, like, would have been fired. Nick almost, like, got in trouble. Nick got, got in trouble for this, too, because Nick was the night manager at the time. Um, and, yeah, dude, then, literally, so then... Uh, the, and wasn't the there a detail where, like, they had installed cameras yes like, like the couple days before yeah but because but they, they had the, the levels were off right yeah yeah um and it, it was just yeah it was it was crazy and and what's even crazier so all that happens and you know gilbert's seething and is like you know is, is telling me this and then a couple days later the the employee who actually the ex-employee who actually was the one that was like that got caught drinking the beer shows up to apologize to gilbert and Gilbert refuses to meet with him. Oh. Gilbert straight up refuses. Oh. Like, See, that's what he does when he's hurt. He he like just fucking ghosts everyone. And, and, but then that's I, what he did to I, me. I don't know if I asked him exactly why, but he ended up telling me why he didn't want to to see me. Wonderwall. He was like, he said, you know, there was 
there, there was nothing to be said. Like, uh, you know, I, I know Wonderwall. He's a good kid. I know he didn't want to do that. I know, like, it, you know, I know that, like, he didn't want, um, you know, that person to get fired. Um, I just said his name. Wonderwall. But that's such a generic <laughs> name. No one knows who I'm talking about. Um, we'll, yeah, so, we'll cut it out. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 funny, short, very short anecdote is I ran into Wonderwall at like Target, like right before the pandemic hit, like last year. What the hell? <laughs> like out of nowhere, I was just like, oh, like, what's up? <laughs> like, it was like kind of awkward because I hadn't seen him, like, you know, God knows how long. <laughs> yeah, dude, been a minute, been a minute. Um, but then, yeah, yeah, Gilbert Rachel said, he's like, I know, I know what exactly what he's going to tell I know exactly what he's going to tell me. And, it, and it's true, you know, he's a good kid. He didn't want that to happen, but like it did happen. And like, He's like, what can I say to him? Like, can I just like, what am I supposed to say? Like, I, I if if I if I were to talk to him right now, he's like, I would be upset and I would I would probably yell at him. So I'm not going to. So I was like, damn, damn okay, I respect it. Like, you know, uh, you know, I, I won't say anything. I won't I won't you know uh, confirm anything. But I don't think he was the first HM to ever uh, get into that beer. <laughs> and you know, this is everything that's said on this podcast is legally protected. Uh, it's it's uh, the, it's. It's a story. The, it's it's yeah. fiction. It's it's all it's all. Groups. Yes, it's like fortune. <laughs> yeah. Only a fool would think something said here was real. <laughs> Bro, Brandon's Brandon's technically a therapist, so we have patient uh, therapist confidentiality here. Yep. That's, really. That's and if yeah, um, yeah. anybody tries to spread the information that is said during this podcast, uh, we will come after you. Hard. Yeah. And exactly. just a reminder, guys, this podcast can be heard on all your favorite listening platforms. Uh, so it is out there. Um, but, you know, our confidentiality does protect us. So you can't actually listen. Um, so if you're listening to this <laughs> right now, you are in breach. I will send you after you. You owe us money. <laughs> send us $5, please. And with that. Hey, there's, this, uh, there's this podcast I used to listen to. Um, it's called the Ross Bolin Podcast. Uh, you know, no free promos, but you know, uh, cool podcast. Ross Boland's the guy who uh, who started TSM. Um, oh, he's shit. Kind of, yeah, he's kind of matured at this point. He's not, he doesn't really talk about frat stuff. He kind of just, like, talks about literally whatever. Um, but he has a funny thing that he says at the end of every podcast. He says, uh, so, you know, um, now that you have listened to, you know, my, my podcast in its entirety, like, you do have, like, a legal obligation. He's like, you have to tell one person every week until the week you die about this podcast <laughs> he's like and if you do not do that he's like i will send my lawyers after you <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good idea <laughs> bro we, we, could, could, <laughs> we could send your lawyers we could we could okay. use the exposition the the exposure bro bro jacob I have, I have one last story to tell i know brennan has has uh something to do but uh, you know you know those moments fuck this ties the whole thing together it's like it's come full circle ben asked us in one of the early episodes of dog days he asked us if there was uh an embarrassing story that we had that we always remember that something that like doesn't even have to be that bad but like stuck with us right and brandon told a story about uh did you just set much pizza and Shane had a story about him writing his name on the test, Shade, and, and everyone looking at him weird. And and Ben had a story about something. I forgot what it was. Uh, and I had nothing. A girl's butt in middle school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I had nothing. But I just remembered something. And it's about you, Jacob. Um, Thank you. I, so I was <laughs> leaving a shift. I was leaving a shift. At, do you know what I'm going to talk about or no? I don't think so. 
See, yeah, because it's completely meaningless. It's not important at all, but it stuck with me. But I was leaving a shift at HMs, and you were coming in, uh, in, in that library walk office. And, um, you know, like, when people are coming in and you're leaving, you kind of, like, greet them and say, hey, what's up? Like, you do, like, small talk, and then you leave because you yeah. have something to do. And then I was like, you had really long hair back then. And then I was like, oh, shit, nice hair, Jacob. Like, what wh- what kind of produce are you putting in there? <laughs> and then, and then like, no one was paying attention. It was like four people in the shift and they were doing their thing. But when it said produce, everyone looked up and started looking at me. And you like, of course, without missing a beat, because you're a fucking funny guy and you like to make fun of people. You're like, oh, I just put some lettuce on, bro. And then I never recovered from that. It's, it's always gonna be, it's always gonna be in my system. I'm never gonna get like I'm never gonna get to like clean myself from that shame. I was just like, yeah. I was I, I was like, yeah, I, I just meant the other thing. Yeah, bye. Sorry. <laughs> Bro, Jadu was just sitting in his like bed at night, like trying to fall asleep. Like, damn, I really said produce. <laughs> yeah, bro. Bro, that's a crazy story. It's it's so funny because like you're right. Like these little moments, like these like embarrassing things. I mean, just in general, like in life, like very few people actually give a shit about what you're doing. Like you yeah. are probably one of the few people that give a shit about what you're doing. Like, and even the and, people like, who actually give a shit, they'll probably be dead in a hundred years. So facts bro but it's like yeah these little like these little embarrassing moments where it's just like so simple but it just like it trips yeah. it's crazy yeah it's funny bro i have no jacob feel stories. free jacob feel free to to come back anytime you want anytime you feel like hanging out with us you can let us know and then we'll we'll have you as a guest and next time okay. it won't be late so this is my podcast now is what is being said by <laughs> you you guys all heard it and uh, with yes. that, I'm changing the name to Wombat Weekends. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All, right. Um, All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, catch us again next week. Uh, but for now, I've been Ben. And uh, my favorite hair produce is... <laughs> I like kale more than lettuce, honestly. Like, it gives me some better, uh, some better volume. <laughs> oh, if, if you are into lettuce... And, and I am a lettuce fan, if I do say so myself. Butter lettuce is the new genetic variation. Probably not new. I think it's been around for a while, but I think I'm just looking in the lettuce section more. Butter lettuce, if you ever have the opportunity, is just like lettuce that doesn't taste bad. Like the most uh, delicious, crisp salad, like lettuce that you can imagine. Good shit. That is my favorite right. hair produce. <laughs> All right, I've been Jadu, and um, since I want to make good with uh, our tur- Turkish listeners or 1% of Turkish listeners, um, my piece of news, I didn't even have to look it up because I knew it already. Uh, Besiktas has just won the Turkish League for I, I don't even know how many times they've won it, but they've just won it, and that's um, Eren's team that he supports. So congratulations to all of our Turkish listeners who support Besiktas. Shout out, Turkey. Shout out, Turkey. I've been here. I've been Brendan. And uh, this isn't financial advice, but 
Sixers and six. Damn. All right, Jacob, okay. you got to say your name and then just anything that comes – anything you want to say. All right. Uh, my name is Jacob, and heard a heard a really interesting quote uh, uh, the other day. And it's a serious one. It's a serious one it's for, for, for all the listeners out there and for my boys. It says, uh, love is wise and hate is ignorant. If you think about it, like love is always – love always comes from understanding – hate almost always is just a, the first reaction, you know? And when I say love, hate, I don't necessarily mean like, oh, I lo- like love, I love you. Like, just like in general, just like in a conversation, like meeting people, you know, it's, it's easy to immediately like shut someone down for, for what they're saying, but, you know, like be, be wise, you know, take time to understand. So, you know, love is, love is wise, hatred is foolish. Agreed. Agreed. Bro. That you just contributed to this job. podcast way more than us. Way more than us. <laughs> just That's the only, only positive thing to ever come out of the podcast. <laughs> you can't stay here. You can't stay here. You can't stay here. You can't stay here. You're fine.